the big sip. All right, all right, all right. We are back. Another episode of the big sip. I've got someone in the hot seat today who I have probably been stalking for a little too long on Instagram, (laughs) if I'm being honest. I'm a little too excited and eager to want to get him here on the big sip. And he finally has committed to a yes. Um, But it's also because he's an incredibly busy man, personal, private chef, taking care of any of your needs that you need, not just here in the Valley, goes all over the place and in throughout the North Bay, has worked with the Raiders, has worked with lots of other prominent individuals, worked in some prominent restaurants throughout the United States. And it's just so cool to finally be able to sit here and listen to his journey and his story and get to sip from his cup of wisdom and like what what has led to this success, what has led to just his journey in this vast culinary space. So super excited to introduce all of you to Chef Aaron Leroy. Hello. Hello. Or you can say Le Roi. Le Roi. Yeah. If if my mother hears this, she's going to... She's going to, she's going to smack me. Yeah. No. Wait, how do you pronounce your last name? It's, well, that's my middle name actually. So yeah, my last name is Hodge. Oh. Aaron Le, Le Roi. Le Hodge. It's French. It actually means the king. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Le. So Le is the, and then Hua, R-O-I, is the king. Okay. <laughs> I knew Le from taking French class. I didn't go past like the third level, which yeah. probably explains that I didn't know Hua. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I took French in high school. All I know how to say is like Je m'appelle. <laughs> Je m'appelle my, Aaron. Yeah. My name is Aaron. Yeah. yeah. That's it. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. yeah. And I remember Ma Maison, which is like my house. And that's okay. about it. I don't even know that one. So <laughs> there we go. <laughs> cool. Uh, so excited to have you here. Thanks for coming on to The Big Sip and being willing to just share your story and allow me to, to pick that brain of yours and just awesome. get to, to share a little bit about what has led you to... So much of what you've been able to build as a private chef, which I think is the most amazing piece about this. You get to do what I think so many people dream of, which is working for the their damn selves, yeah. um, not answering to <laughs> anybody else. Um, and you have found that in a craft and, and your craft is truly cooking and being able to provide experiences and being able to help people out on their health journey, whether that's through meal prepping, whether that's through whatever that looks like. Yeah. And and I think that's such a, an incredible thing. So um, food, I'm always down to eat it all. <laughs> um, definitely when I'm taking a look at your Instagram page, I'm like, okay, drooling <laughs> on the side of my mouth. <laughs> so great. How, awesome. how are you? Like what, what has led to all of this? And I'm like excited yeah. to dive into everything. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Thanks for having me here. And um, when I when I think about it, and like I was saying, when I tell my story, it, it's it's a lot, you know, I've, I've, I really think about man, I've done a lot of stuff. How does it feel to have all of these wonderful accolades and accomplishments before you're even 30? Right? Yeah, I mean, um, no, it feels it feels good. I mean, I just always been hustling, just kind of always had the mindset of doing my own thing, that mindset of an entrepreneur, because I think it obviously comes from my parents because they've had businesses that have failed, but they still have, you know, have always kept that entrepreneur um, mindset. Mm-hmm. And over since I was, yeah, eight, eight years old, my, wow. my parents had an art gallery in the Columbia Mall. Mm. And um, yeah, I remember that being their first like entrepreneurial thing. And it was really good. But you know, certain things happened and they were out, they had to close that down. And then 
Several years later, um, in another mall in Maryland, we opened up um, a glow-in-the-dark miniature golf that's place. cool and that was really cool and i had like some of my own birthdays there and my friends <laughs> my friends thought i was super cool like oh, everyone's man. trying to be friends with you yeah. <laughs> yeah my mom got that idea from going to dark spot in hawaii because we you know we love going there and um she's like oh i can do this back in in maryland and so it was i mean it was legit we had so many art like glow in dark dark glow in the dark sculptures and things like that and um yeah, we got it booked, but then the whole mall actually closed. So we had, you know, everyone had to go. So, oh yeah. my, yeah, it's those uh, unexpected mm-hmm. life challenges that are yeah. sometimes hit you, yeah. hit you on the head, and you're like, oh, didn't see that coming. And so, you learn some things along the way, right? Yeah. There's no, no necessary L's, I think, that we take, like losses. Yeah. A lot of them, most of the time, are just lessons, yeah. and you learn lessons and you grow you and you yeah. build from there and you figure out what, what yeah. the next thing is going to do L's. for you. Learns and the lessons. The learns, <laughs> yeah, those kinds of L's. That's what we're here for. Yeah. So then you said you got you get a lot of your hustling nature then just from what you observed as a kid or, or where does the fact that you go all over the, the Bay Area yeah. and you work day in and day out, I yeah. can't imagine that being a private chef is an easy lifestyle to have. No. Um, I picture like very small hours of sleep and yeah. a whole lot of hustle. Tell me about it. I mean, I, yeah, even this whole last 2020, I mean, thankfully I've been super busy um, until now. Like, yeah, sleep has been, has been rough. It's been rough. <laughs> Like getting, you know, going to sleep late, getting home at 11 to 12, but then sometimes getting up at four or five o'clock in the morning, you know, that's time where, you know, other people don't see it's like they see, you know, the glitz and the glamour of a personal Mm. chef, but Mm. they don't see like the, you know, the back end where I'm, I'm barely, barely getting up from my bed and I'm like, all right. Like, you got to start this day. Come on, let's go. You, <laughs> you got to hype yourself yeah, up just seriously. to power through the next 12, 15 it's, hours. It's rough. It's rough sometimes, you know, like going to the kitchen early in the morning, starting prep and all that stuff, depending on what I have. Um, yeah. But, you know, I hustle and that's what I like to do. And like you said, I, I've gone to Oakland, San Francisco. The farthest I've gone recently is uh, Jackson, California, which is like two and a half hours away. Okay. I was um, like, I have no idea where that is. Yeah. It's like way, <laughs> way past Sacramento. So it's, it's up there. Um, that's like the, I don't know. It's like the Western area over there. I okay. don't know. It's, yeah. Okay. But I did a little gig for four people, um, and it was worth it. So yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't, I travel everywhere. That's the, also beautiful though. Cause I'm sure you got to see so many incredible places yeah, and spaces totally. and meet people from all over the world to connect with Yeah. before the glitz and the glamour. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> what, what led you out to Napa? Like, can we start from the beginning and yeah. sort of like what even inspired you to, yeah. to want to engage with this culinary world with, that's at your fingertips? Yeah. I mean, from the very beginning, um, with my parents, you know, they would say if they were here, they would talk a little bit different story about how I got started because <laughs> um, that's my parents. And they made me put that kind of little snippet on my website, too. Um, but, what snippet was that? Uh, it's, well, five years old. Like they said, I used to watch Food Network all the time. And I liked I was um, enticed by Emeril Lagasse, you know, when he had the whole BAM thing and, and all that. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, yeah, you used to watch Food Network at five years old. And, and that's you, why you're where you are. <laughs> yeah, no. And I mean, I, probably part of it, but I feel like where it kind of started for me was with my dad. Um, when I was seven or ten, we did a fundraiser called Men in the Kitchen, or we still do it every year, every October, where just local home chefs or other chefs would come in 
and served their sig one signature dish to the community. Um, and it was a fundraiser for the uh, Howard County Museum of African Culture. Very cool. And, and we'd always set up in like one of the high school cafeterias. So I, I, since I, when I was eight years old, there's a picture of me with my glasses, my little plaid shirt, my dad's chef hat on. And, you know, he's kneeling down with his apron because um, they, they kind of make it a nice event. They call mm -hmm. everyone's name. Here's like Chef Leroy Hodge. My dad's name is Leroy. Um, not, Le Le, not not his <laughs> it's, it's the it's Leroy with the Y. It's the, yeah, it's nothing crazy. My mom gave mom gave me and my little brother the same middle name because she's always like, "Oh, you're my kings." So, oh, yeah. mom's for you. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, I think it started with my dad and that fundraiser, and I was just like his right hand man, being right next to him when he served mm -hmm. uh, his signature dish, his lemon pepper salmon steaks. He just loved oh, doing that on the grill. So good. Yeah, super good. And then, um, yeah, I just remember growing up in that. And then once I hit 16, I was actually able to participate. From 16 to 18, you can do a dessert, and then they let you do a hot entree after you after 18, I guess. Um, I don't know how it is now, but that's mm -hmm. what it was then. Um, my first thing I ever made was a pineapple upside down cake. Okay. Because my mom kind of made me make that. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, make this, make this. And the second dessert, well, it was like two different desserts. It was October, so Halloween time. Um, so I did a pumpkin trifle, and then I also did a uh, chocolate trifle. Mm. And so I did both of those, and of course, she wanted me to make those. She's like, everyone loves trifles. You're going to make this? I'm like, okay, mom. All right. Think so mom really led you here is what no, you're saying. No, no. She, yeah, she just pushed me into it now. No, I feel like I got on my own because I just, I mean, I got that bug. And obviously my you know, my grandma, everyone's everyone's grandma cooked. And, mm -hmm. um, she always made uh, like these braised turkey legs. And she would use cream of mushroom soup and cream of chicken soup and like it was the best thing on earth. I mean, fall off the bone, big turkey leg, everything. And I just remember remember her making, you know, the classic cheesy grits in the morning for breakfast with some eggs. That was it. Grandma's cooking yeah. is like that'll inspire you to yeah. do some things. Yeah, that was it. I mean, <laughs> I told her now. I'm like, Mima, you know, I want your um, I want your recipe for the turkey legs. And she's like, she's from the south, South Carolina. She's like, oh boy, that's just cream of mushroom soup and cream of chicken soup. That's that's nothing fancy. I'm like. <laughs> You made it like I, I can't recreate that. You know, that's something that you just know how to do. Like, mm -hmm. you know, her cornbread, everything. It's so the love was, ingredient. Yeah, that's what's yeah. in there. Even her baked macaroni and cheese. It's like I can make a nice, fancy chef, chefy mac and cheese, but it's nothing like how you make it. Traditional, you know? yeah. home cut, yeah. grandma's it's cooking. Super good. Mm -mm -mm. Yeah. So the fundraiser, like I said, I uh, participated when I was 16 that was kind of when I transitioned. And in high school, I did a, pro, a competition. It was called Pro Start. Mm -hmm. um, so basically, we would practice a appetizer, entree, a dessert for like a month or so, and then actually compete against other um, students that were in the same program. So that was wow. the, my high school program in the culinary class. And she, wow. yeah, our teacher brought in a local chef from the country club in Maryland, and he was our mentor. And so he mentored us throughout the whole thing, and we practiced this dish over and over again. And then we went to compete, and it was like a convention thing. It was like three of us, three or four of us. We all had our part in doing the appetizer, entree, and the dessert all together. And that was my first taste of like the real restaurant kind of style, like being a chef mm -hmm. and doing things on your own yeah. and yeah. having someone judge it. Yeah. And yeah. Yeah. So I like, I, we liked that a lot. And, um, was it the competitive aspect that you liked or yeah. what was it like, that like kind of sparked something in you? 
Um, I mean, I liked, yeah, I liked the competitive aspect and I just liked the image of a chef. Like I'm creating something, you know, out of food and I loved, loved food and I've always been into fitness. So I've always had that kind of like food and fitness idea. Healthy lifestyle eating yeah, exactly. and still creating something beautiful yeah. and tasty. So we had a, yeah, we had a healthy appetizer, which was like a quinoa and beet salad with um, oh scallops. And I still use the dressing that we use like today. It's I use it for my scallop dish. Um, it's a jalapeno pancetta vinaigrette. Like my it, jaw is dropping yeah. right now. For those of you who can't see, <laughs> yeah, it was it's still it still good. And I I like I tell chef his name is Tom Caswell up in Maryland. He's still the executive chef at um, the country club up there. And I text him sometimes or email or through Facebook. And I'm like, hey, chef, I'm still using that that vinaigrette <laughs> that, you, that you made. It's a success, <laughs> <Yeah>. chef. <laughs> so I twisted it. And I do like jerk scallops with like a Brussels sprout hash and oh my parsley puree. And I put that sauce on top of it. And it's good. I don't know if we're going to get through this interview without <laughs> my stomach grumbling at yeah. least like 20 times. Yeah. Hey, well, really, really, is right over there. I'll go and cook something real quick. <laughs> um, yeah, so that competition, our first year, we won third place. That's and amazing. And so we were super hyped up, and my chef, he was amped. Like, he's, you know, he's a, he's a he's not big guy, but he turned, like, cherry red, and he was he was more excited than we were. He was so pumped. <laughs> I was like, damn, okay, calm down, chef, calm down. But it was awesome. And then junior year in high school, and then we did it again senior year, and we had some new, new like, younger students that were into it, and they joined the our team. Mm-hmm. And then we went competed again, and we got third place again. So that was kind of cool that you know we were still ranked. Yeah. But you know we were like, oh, I want to get second or first place. And then I was one of the last ones in that that on that team from the previous team. Mm-hmm. And obviously I graduated. And then that next year, the the kids that I left behind. They won first place. That's amazing. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I was like, I, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I, I, I helped you guys out to do that. Heck I worked yeah. at all the kinks and yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It was, it was good for them. I mean, both, both third place wins. Like we, you know, we got some grants to culinary school, Johnson and Wales and CIA. And that's kind of when I started to figure out what I wanted to do before I wanted to go to culinary school. Yeah. And so before that. I worked at the country club. So that, that same chef offered me a job at the country club. That's amazing. And I worked there for about a year. I didn't know anything. Um, so I got it handed to me for sure. I got yelled at and <laughs> I was, I, I was scared of the hotline. I was like, Oh my God, I don't know what to do. Like they're just slinging food and doing this and that. I'm like, how do they remember all these recipes and things like that? Um, well, what do you do when you get burned? Yeah. What do you do? <laughs> and you know, most everyone should know you're not supposed to put like you know anything metal in a microwave, right? Because it'll blow up. Sure, yeah. I'm <laughs> just kidding. Yes. People, yeah, <laughs> but like even when you're in the, you're just in the moment in the kitchen. You don't, you know, sometimes you don't think. So I'm autopilot like, mode. I have yeah. A, yeah, I have like a hot plate, and I think I had some shrimp on there, and I'm like, shoot, how do I reheat this? I didn't want to go over to the hotline because I didn't want to bother those guys getting their <laughs> way. So I'm just like, put it in the microwave, and the chef saw that, and he immediately ran over banged on the microwave he's like don't do that because like, <laughs> you're gonna get in my kitchen yeah you're like gonna blow up this place with the freaking yeah. hot plate in the microwave and i was like i'm sorry i'm sorry um but i'll always remember that because you know that's you live and you learn um, lessons yeah. no else what the, do we say <laughs> <laughs> yeah um he went to the same culinary institute of america where i ended up going um i was I hyde was, park yeah, yeah new york Hyde park yeah so before I got accepted, I, you know, I was deciding at either CIA or Johnson & Wales. Johnson & Wales is 
a culinary school too, but the difference between those two, Johnson Wales was a business school and they added culinary onto it mm. and then CA's culinary school and eventually they added the business program, to it, the yeah. bachelor's program. And so Chef Tom, he went, got his associates from CAA. They didn't have the bachelor's at the time. And then I, um, I applied for both. I didn't get in to each one right away. Um, but the main difference was um, CIA said, well, Johnson Wales was like, hey, if you do this and this, we might reaccept you. And then CIA was like, clear, like you do this, 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 and then we will reaccept you. And my mom yeah. was like, all right, that's the one. Go with the for sure one. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. I, was, I just went to the local community college, finished a few more courses of math, English, you know, basic stuff. Yeah. Um, I wasn't, I wasn't that great in high school, but, um, yeah, did that and then, um, got right in. That's amazing. That was in 20, wow, 20, end of 2011, 2012. Yeah. I love that you said, wow, because the yeah. other day, so I just <laughs> learned that we're the same age. And the yeah. other day when I was talking to someone from high school, who I haven't, haven't talked to in forever, <laughs> we were like, oh my gosh, it's been a decade since we like saw each other no, and to crazy. think about and fathom what 10 years is and crazy. everything that unfolds in 10 years, yeah. you're like, holy cow, we're really here. Yeah. Yeah. Even just, I just got back from LA about a week and a half ago and some chef friends from culinary school and we we're like, that's like six years ago already. We're like, wow, that's crazy. Yeah. Time I haven't seen you flies. for six years. The days um, feel long sometimes, but yeah. those years go by so fast. So fast. Um, yeah, so I got into CIA and then um, just hit the ground running at school. I mean, it was CIA is like military for culinary, so <laughs> it legit is. I mean, that campus up there in Hyde Park is it, no joke. It kind of like looks like Hogwarts. Everyone says it's like a big. Jewish, old Jewish seminary and um, stained glass windows and doors and everything. So you, you open up the main front doors and it's like Hogwarts. You walk in and there's a big hall, which is the main dining room called Farkasin. And it's kind of like, you know, like Harry, like like Harry, Harry Potter. Potter, which yeah. is dope because yeah. <laughs> back in the, you know, 2010s, yeah. was, Harry Potter was popping. That so. was it. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that was what we thought of it. And, um, the first thing we did was fundamentals, and that was 15 weeks, the, the longest class you have, you'll have at CA. And that was going from all the knife skills, the basics, the French sauces, everything, every little thing, egg cookery. Had a whole day of egg cookery, of learning how to do the sunny side up egg correctly, French rolled omelet correctly, you know, no color on the white. The omelet can't be like American flat, brown, crispy omelet. It has to be like a nice yellow football shape oh, <laughs> kind snap. of thing. So it was all I would old. fail. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, He's no. like, yeah. No, he, he, you might fail a couple times. I mean, I failed a few times, but um, yeah, everything very pristine. And I remember that class, you know, we were all a team because we were a class. We get graded individually, but we get graded as a class too. So I remember I finished up my eggs and I found, I brought it up to the chef and I got like a B minus on my over easy egg or whatever. And then our, one of my um, classmates, she's like, I'm I can't do it. I can't do it. And I was finished. And so I went over to help her. I already have been doing it for a while. So I put the egg in, flipped it, and it was like perfect white. And she went up to the chef and gave it to him. She got like an A, A plus. And I was like, <laughs> like, that's my egg. I was literally like, I was like, put my hand up. I was like, that's my egg. But, yeah. But put my score up. <laughs> yeah. Right. All those little things I'll remember from culinary school. Um, yeah. But 15 weeks was fundamentals. Then we go into uh, the meat fabrication learning how to break down like half of a pig, half like quarter of a cow and things like that. All the cuts you see in the grocery store and then fish fabrication, same thing, how to cut fish and all that. And then 
we went into production kitchens. A la carte was the first one. And then different cuisines. In Hyde Park, every kitchen is a new cuisine. Mm. Um, my favorite was Asia's. That's probably a lot of people's favorite. Um, but every two days was a different Asian cuisine. That's cool. So it was like two days of Indian, two days of Korean, two days of um, Japanese. So that was really Fast cool. Fast choices. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Really, really cool. And I can and only imagine just exploring different culinary regions, like yeah. how exciting that is too, instead yeah. of always dealing with American food that we're so yeah. used to. Well, right now, because I have some pretty cool uh, culinary friends, like one guy was in a class above me. His name is Kwame. He's, you know, big time celebrity now. He's on Top Chef as a judge now. Ooh. So he kind of full circle. He was in Top Chef in the competition in 2013 and then... Full circle. Now he's, you know, a judge. Judging. He's, you know, he's had. Now he's like, F for you on this plate. (laughs) So, yeah, he was, he was there. And I have another friend who's been working at um, Alinea in Chicago, Grant Atkins. You know, his name is Doug. Um, He's been there for the last four or five years. Wow. So, um, and I see them, I'm like cheering them on. I'm like, yeah, you guys go, you know, I'm just doing my thing. I don't, I'm not trying to be like on that, that big level. I'm just trying to. Okay. So as a guy who was no. servicing meals for the <laughs> Oakland Raiders. Yeah. But I, I guess I'm, I'm, I'm pretty humble too. I just, you know, I kind of just do my thing, you know, whatever I can, whatever comes my way, I try to take it. But, you know, I just want to be a. Let's say like a local local celebrity. Let's do that. <laughs> I'll say that. So how did you end up then in Napa? Because Hyde Park, mm-hmm. total opposite of the country. Yeah. yeah. Um, so after my associates, um, like I was telling you earlier, I, I worked at Disney in Florida through my associates program, did all that, and then started bachelor's course. And halfway through the bachelor's program uh, was the semester away thing. And so we got to either choose, choose to come to California or go to San Antonio, Texas and do those programs so california was farm to table san antonio was more like you know mexican style still farm to table or whatever Mm -hmm. um but most of us like i said we wanted to come to california you want to come to california why not (laughs) because why not i know so if there's ever an argument about what state is better between california and texas (laughs) it's california it's california (laughs) for the record yeah Don't tell any Texas people that. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so I came to California at the Greystone campus in St. Helena and from the table. And Chef Larry Forgione, he's the godfather of classic American cuisine. His son, Mark Forgione, who's a big-time celebrity chef in New York, who was on Iron Chef back in the day. Larry Forgione started that program. And so we would work in the restaurant. It used to be called the conservatory. Mm. So when you go in the Greystone campus, there's a restaurant right on the left. Um, that's where we worked. And whatever grew on the farm across the street at Charles Krug is what we'd use in the restaurant. Mm. We had a whole garden there. We would plant, we planted like, we trust so many millions of pota- uh, tomatoes um, from the ground up. I didn't even know that Charles Krug had a garden. Well, I don't know if it's still there now. We were like, our class was the second class to, to be in this program. Mm-hmm. It's not, I don't think it's going on anymore, but. Um, but at one point. Yeah, they had a big garden. I mean, it wow. was the CAA garden, you know, at Charles Krug. Like it was pretty, pretty legit. That's really cool. Yeah. We had a bunch of stuff. I mean, in the back there was melons and squashes. And then over there was maybe eight rows of tomatoes, cherry tomatoes, you know, tomatoes, all types, everything. And then up in the front was like Padron peppers. We had these albino strawberries, which are little white strawberries. Kind of taste like pineapple. Hmm. Yeah, they're super Never tiny. Never seen those. Yeah. So all these are little cool things. Um, and the restaurant, we would we had partners where we would switch stations every week to kind of you know get the feel of you know every station in a in a in a kitchen. So mm-hmm. I was on fish station one week, and then 
I was on Meat Station the next week, but different partners and everything. So really getting to learn, like learning people and learning your partner and new partner mm-hmm. every time. Mm-hmm. Cause that's how it is, you know, in, Absolutely. A, in a restaurant. Did you ever work in a restaurant then when you were here or after you were done at the CIA, did you like go back to Maryland or did you stick around and work for restaurants around the Valley? No, I, I really haven't worked in that many restaurants. It wasn't really working that many here. I mean, I just always had that mindset. I was just doing my own thing. That entrepreneurial Cause spirit. I, yeah. Cause I didn't want to get stuck. You know, I've, to me, I felt like being at Disney was enough you know the high volume there three to four hundred covers a regular day and then 900 to a thousand on the holidays like insane yeah i was like how many chefs it was like four like four in the hotline still. that's insane you know, four, but you know prepping in advance i mean disney we had a prep team in the morning that restaurant only served dinner so it was like the prep team would prep a lot of the heavy heavy stuff mm-hmm. they would you know cut all the fish or do all that heavy um stuff but our us as a chefs in the hotline, we still had to prep all of our stuff for our 100%. station. Like, yeah. So, yeah, I remember, you know, making for the holiday, Thanksgiving, making balsamic dressings and cranberry sauces, everything like that. And when I was in Disney, um, yeah, I started on pantry station, which is the cold station, the salads and everything. Then worked my way up the hotline. I was on the fish station, but our fish station only did like one fried chicken dish. Um, the fish was mainly just cedar plank salmon mm-hmm. in the oven. And that was stressful because it was one oven and salmon cooked pretty quick. <laughs> and so each level we would designate, we didn't have it labeled. It was like, you have to remember the top is like medium rare salmon. Middle is medium salmon. And the bottom is well done salmon because salmon can be cooked at different, different temperatures. Temps. So, but like in a minute, all of it is going to be. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, because it's salmon. So you're like, oh, I just had to time everything completely right there. Um, yeah. So that, that level that of experience. mental exhaustion Crazy. or just like yeah. feeling like you were on a hamster wheel 24 yeah. 7 with yeah. like no room to breathe. Yeah. I, I can't even fathom yeah. that. Yeah. And like one more thing when I was there, um, I remember I was on the middle station and I was doing butternut squash risotto and scallops. Oof. And I remember someone yelling my name from off the hotline. They were like, Aaron, Aaron. And I look over and guess who it is? It's my dad freaking like (laughs) snapping a photo at me. And all I do is like, I'm focused on my stuff and I'm just like, and then (laughs) I see him snapping photos or whatever. Um, And in my head, I'm like, how do they let you back here? Because they don't don't like, they, they don't let anybody come back there. He made his way back there just to snap a few photos. He's like, you know who I am? Yeah, like I'm I'm his father. <laughs> no, but that was yeah, that was an experience. Um, but fast forwarding back to uh, how I, you know, came to Napa was yeah. so I did in that semester away program. I was going going to local CrossFit gym here, uh, Wine Country CrossFit. Wine Country um, CrossFit. Yeah, yeah. So I went there, and like I've always been into CrossFit. So I met a family. Um, I don't know if you know them, the Wendells. Do you know that, that last no, name? No, it doesn't. I mean, the yeah. last name sounds familiar, yeah. but well, shout I can't out to, put a face shout to anybody's to name. Hillary and Chris Wendell, because they, they were kind of, you know, the family that kind of got me started, really, because I, I cooked for them, and they liked my food, or the mom liked my food. I can't remember how, how we fully got connected with the food part, but she was interested in trying me out as a personal chef, because mm-hmm. I asked them, I was like, hey, do you want to try me out as a personal chef? And Shoot she, your shot. She, she was excited about it, and um, 
the husband was a little iffy at first because he's like, who is this guy, you know, cooking for us? <laughs> and once he met me, he's like, oh, wow, he's great, you know. Um, they had three kids at the time, younger, because they needed help. So um, they let me stay at their guest house That's for, nice. a, for a month and turn for cooking for them. Wow. So I had a free month before I had, had to go back and finish my bachelor's um, degree for the last four months of it. Um, back to New York? Yeah. I was, okay. Yeah, so I had four months to finish back in New York, but I had a free month before I went back. I could have gone. I could have gone to Canada on a vacation with my parents, but I didn't. I stayed back and you're like wine. Mm, yeah, I think yeah. I like this. I stayed back and I cooked for them. Um, yeah, and it was awesome. You know, became kind of part of the family a little bit. I went back to finish my four last four, last four months, and I came right back out 2015 to cook for them. And um, it was like weekly weekly meals, and they hooked me up with other family friends, their inner circle. That's amazing. And so for three or four months, I was pretty set. I had like three or four families, including them, that I would cook for every Consistent every business. Day. Yeah. Yeah. So it was meal prep or just come dinners in the home. And then during that time, even when I was here during the Smashed Away program, I met a former French Laundry chef. His name is Walter Abrams. He's you know local Napa chef. And he had a nutrition bar business. It was called Hero for Nutrition mm. and really good bar. I mean, the bar business is hard, mm-hmm. but it was really, it was like a date paste with, um, cocoa and coconut mm. freeze-dried kale and like fresh nuts and cashew butter sounds so it was, good it was amazing and we would um, vacuum seal it because like for the freshness and everything yeah because those um, dates will go bad real quick yeah yeah and it had to be had to be refrigerated um and it was really good so we had that for a while and then really be- way before like i branched out on my own i was working with him and he kind of took me under his wing he started a new project up with the food truck in Napa, it was called Daba, and um, it is Indian flavors with a California vibe was one of our slogans. Mm-hmm. We also called it ethnic confusion because, <laughs> yeah, people like came and they were like, "This is not authentic." You know, they were they were kind of mad that yeah, this was what not are you authentic. doing? And we claim we're like we don't claim it's authentic at all. It's you know it's confusion. We had Cajun blackened chicken, um, jerk pork, and curried lamb. But the whole concept actually came from a restaurant in Marin called Avatars. So he had the, we had the food truck for two and a half years. We were at Bottle Rock. Our first year was the first Bottle Rock. That's amazing. When they had Imagine Dragons there. That was our first event at VIP. And so we did the first two VIPs, first two years. And then I think we were in general admission the last, like, well, the third year before they branched out to do, to turn it into a restaurant. So we had a restaurant in SF in the financial district wow. that we opened up and it was like a Chipotle model. You go in, you pick your taco bowl of burrito, all the shells, the taco shells and burrito shells were parata, which is an Indian flatbread. And we had those main proteins and we had the herb chutney, the fruit chutney, yogurt, tamarind, all these different toppings. So very Indian based, mm-hmm. but you know, little tweaks here and there. Right. And then, so we opened it up and then I didn't want to do the commute from Napa to San Francisco all the time. That's a lot. Because it wasn't my thing. It was his thing. And um, so after eight months of the restaurant, I kind of backed out because they had me running around with the food truck mm. <laughs> all this, all the whole time because I became like the unofficial manager of the food truck <laughs> because I was the only one that knew the insides and outs of it. So every time they had an event in SF, I'd get to the restaurant sometimes and chef's like, oh, you have an event um, here and there with the food truck. You know, uh, I was like, oh, okay. I thought I was going to work at the restaurant today, but <laughs> all right. See you guys. I'm going to be packing up the truck. And it was, it was fun, but it was a lot of work, Yeah. especially driving this old truck. I have stories about it breaking down. Like, oh. It broke down in the middle of, the, middle of four, four lanes of traffic one time, coming back from an event, like right in Emeryville, past the Ikea. Like, I'm just trying to get home, man. Yeah, trying to get home, but 
yeah, it didn't work. <laughs> no. Oh um, my gosh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If if it's not a lifestyle that you're passionate yeah. about for being Things on the happen. road 24 yeah. seven, yeah. probably. Yeah. You're yeah. like, I'm going to take my L yeah. not a loss. That, I'm a lesson. <laughs> this yeah. is not the lifestyle for me. It was, yeah, it was a bunch of lessons, bunch of learning. Yeah. And I appreciate it. And then, like I said, I kind of branched back into my own thing. I, I didn't have that many gigs at the time, but I reached out to other chefs, like a chef in Nevada and a chef in Sonoma. And I would just do a bunch of gigs with them um, mm-hmm. for that was for a while until I really kind of you know, hit the ground running. You know, my dad helped me a lot with my online marketing and SEO stuff because that's what that's he awesome. does on the East Coast in Maryland. And, you know, he doesn't charge me for it. So um, <laughs> I would hope not. Yeah, um, he probably will eventually. But uh, <laughs> yeah. he's like, you're you're working with, with the Raiders. Yeah, I need that Raider yeah, paycheck, yeah. please. He's like, I just need food because he, he always comments on my pictures. He's like, oh, I want, I want you to cook that for me. Um, I know I'm always looking at your pictures and I'm just like, when can I get a plate of this? <laughs> yeah, sometimes, sometimes. <laughs> now, if you type in personal chef in Napa Valley, I'm like number three or four that comes up. That's cool. Which is pretty cool. Um, yeah. I type myself in sometimes too just to see it. I'm like, oh, wow, I'm still there. Like, this is real. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm still there. So that's helped out a lot. I mean, I just get requests after requests. You know, they don't always turn over because that's just the business. But right. And not everyone likes your food. Or they just, you know, pick a different chef. So it's mm-hmm. like, all right, that's cool. Yeah. And um, more power to them. But yeah. more power to you too for yeah. <laughs> literally sustaining this business and yeah. creating it from the ground up. Yeah. No, it's been tough. I mean, I've had periods where it's like, I don't have any gigs coming in. What do I do? I'm, I'm freaking out, you know, because I'm my own, my own, it's all, all I Income. got. So if, yeah. Yeah. If I'm not working. The money yeah, ain't coming in. The money's not coming in. So. Is that scary? Like, does that yeah, ever. It's been scary for Does sure. that, oh, like I think about COVID, right? Mm-hmm. Like, does that ever make you feel like, not necessarily giving up, mm-hmm. but does it ever make you feel like, Maybe I need to go like do something else or like, how do you, how do you keep yourself hyped up and motivated and, and remain that like, I don't know if you're spiritual or not, but Mm -hmm. I'll say like that faithful spirit that, you know, you're just going to keep pushing along and, and have that faith that everything's going to work out. It was probably a mixture of that. You know, I, you know, I grew up going to church and things like that, but I really, I may have had slight thoughts of like, Oh, should I be just doing something else? But like, I've always I've always been intrigued by other other things. I've always thought like cooking was my my base, but you know I like to do other things like photography or whatever. Um, interested in other things, so I always had the idea of maybe I could start tap into something else because mm-hmm. my parents always told me it's like always good to have multiple streams of income because mm-hmm. one thing is low and the other thing is doing good. So, mm-hmm. but I I mean I when it was stressful or tough, like I kind of just bunkered down and I would literally be in my room for two or three days straight if I didn't have anything I'm just like all right let's fine tune my website let's put it together marketing for my meal prep again I would just hit the ground literally and go to the gyms and I would post up at the gym with my table and food and have my cards I'd make those up and say hey like I'm chef Aaron you know here's my meal prep you know you guys can order and that helped out a lot I mean I was over up on Trancus and at a Fit Body Boot Camp up there. And I remember posting up there a few times. And then I got up to like 250 meals just wow, like with just local Napa customers wow. per week. That was way before the Raiders Per stuff. week? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I was like in one day. I mean, I would make, I would all day Monday, like maybe Monday and Tuesday, I would meal prepping, cook, 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 cook and meal prep, portion everything. And then 
boom, it's out. Deliveries, yeah. So that helped out a lot. That was, like I said, before the Raiders and all that. But. Yeah, so so talking about the Raiders <laughs> and highlights in, in careers and whatnot, <laughs> yeah. what led to your collaboration and partnership with the Raiders? And while we're on the topic, mm-hmm. what have been some other big highlights that you are just so stoked about being able to be the pioneer for your own career and being yeah. your own boss man? Yeah, um, well, like I said, that one chef in Nevada, he had the Raiders for a while and um, he was doing meal prep, a little bit more higher end kind of stuff. Um, he kind of got burnt out with the meal prep thing and he noticed, you know, for a while that I was doing my own meal prep and he realized they kind of wanted exactly what I was doing, a little bit, you know, not so high end, you know, they just kind of healthy, simple food and flavorful. And so he literally just passed over the, the baton. passed the torch, you know, he just like said, hey, um, here's the director's info and connect with him and stuff like that. And then I think I got in touch with him. Um, His name was Lad Lad Harris at the time. And he he was a cool guy, very mellow, like very quiet. He's like, hey, what's up? You know, (laughs) (laughs) he's very cool. Um, Set up a whole meeting with them in their conference room, set up five, six meals, different proteins and stuff like that. And they had one lineman come in to taste it. And he's like, all right, this guy. The judge. Yeah, the judge. (laughs) Like the biggest judge I've ever seen. Like he was, he was huge. I mean, he could barely fit through the door. And um, was that nerve wracking? Yeah. And I'm sitting there. You know, my whole life yeah. lies on your your taste yeah. buds. No, it's like chairs like this. And I'm just like, oh my god. Hey, please. Like, <laughs> I hope you like my food. But he took like the smallest bites. I mean, they called him tiny, but he was big. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think I've ever seen a tiny lineman. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he he had like a little spoon, and he took. Like the smallest bite ever. And I'm like, dude, can you even taste that? You're so big. You need to like. You need a mouthful. Yeah. You need to finish the plate. Yeah, come on. Like one one plate is like a snack for you. Come on. Like half this lineup is a snack. But he went through and he tried everything. He's like, oh, this is good. That's good. And he liked, actually liked everything. That's so, good. Yeah. So then I, I was like, all right, well, yeah, let's, let's, let's do it. And he didn't promote it as much as the, you know, the newer guy um, recently in 2019. But, you know, I was just still kind of getting, learning the, the ropes with them. And I had my three or four guys and actually I probably had a little bit more, but they were, it was pretty cool. You became like their own personal chef. Yeah, individually, you know, individually for the guys, kind of catered each meals towards what their their needs were for you know their performance. Um, yeah, and so I remember meeting some cool guys like Colisio Assembly. He's on the Jets now. He was on the Raiders back in the day, mm-hmm. and I remember um, I was putting my bags down on the in the in the facility, and I hear like this big deep voice behind me. He's like, where are my meals at? And I'm like, I look behind me. I'm like, oh, my God. He's like towering over me. And I'm looking for his name because I had them all labeled. And I'm like, oh, God, I find it. I hope I hope it's here. I hope it's not in my car still. Please don't kill me. And I'm like, oh, it's right there. It's right there. And he's like, all right, cool, cool, cool. I'm like, okay, let me know. And he like walks off and I'm like, wait, let me know how you like the meals. You know, because like, like I was telling you before, I um I want feedback. the feed, I want yeah. the feedback from these guys, just anything. And he was like, "Oh, they're, yeah, they're good." I'm like, "Okay, great." <laughs> You're like, <laughs> "Tell me more, though. Like, what is it that you like about yeah, it? What like, can I keep doing that's better is it for you?" Well, is it you know anything? Hundred percent. Yeah. So yeah, that's was 2017, and then 2019. Um, <laughs> you're drinking up over there. I'm like, this is. I you're like, ha- you're, I you're like not not even enjoying your no, wine. It's I all enjoy, good. I enjoy the wine. I just have a bad habit of like when I'm talking or like when I'm at my gigs. I just 
I don't forget about it. I just babysit it. Yeah, that's all good. You're yeah. in no rush. But like, you know, when I do dinner parties or bachelorette parties, they always come in the kitchen and they're like, Chef, do you need another drink? Shots, and chef. I'm like, yeah. Bachelorette party shots, no, chef. No, seriously, it's like that. And like, <laughs> you want another cocktail? What do you like? What do you like? You want tequila? You want this? And I'm like, uh, you're like, do you sure. want me to cook for you? <laughs> yeah, do you want me to cook for you or or what? Or do you want to cook? Do you want me to tell you how to cook? Because I'm gonna leave and you're gonna, I'm gonna give you instructions. On how to cook. <laughs> so, but no, yeah, but it's fun. So 2019, I was able to get up to like 16 guys before they came to Napa here for their wow. training camp. And each guy got six to eight meals. I had it all dialed in, made it all official. I had, uh, you know, their little logo on my name label on their, for their bag hey. to make it all, you know, here's, here's it all printed out. Number 42, Carl Joseph and all their, everything, That's so you know, cool. cause yeah, they're, they're high high profile guys and they like those they need those little touches yeah just like the nfl and during that time actually i cooked for this whole like rookie program that they had when a bunch of rookies came in i got some special bags made like with a logo on it with my logo underneath and they locked me into doing four weeks of meals for the rookies for their little training camp for four weeks that's awesome and so it's very interesting because these are younger guys so they think they're invincible and they can do anything mm-hmm. and they just think they can eat anything they want and still perform very well. So the first week, because the Raiders were paying for this, not the guys individually. So the first week I made, it was four meals per guy, made really nice food. I was like a really nice honey mustard chicken, oh. uh, some good steak, you know, simple stuff, but made it really, really good from scratch. And they all had a mini fridge at the hotel that they were staying at. So the Raider staff would just put it in the fridge for them, made it super easy for these guys. First week, I like... I'm nervous get, on yeah, where this yeah, is going. Yeah. First, the, after the first week, I'm like at, wanting feedback. I'm like, hey, did the guys like the meals, this and that? The same guy, the staff that comes to pick up the meals, he's like, oh, like they didn't eat any of the meals. They just left him in the fridge? Yeah. And I was like, why? This they, is a home-cooked meal. Yeah. They weren't educated on like, they just looked at it and they were like, oh, what is this healthy stuff? Like, I don't want to eat this. And they found, like, wrappers of KFC and Popeyes, oh, everything, no. like, fast food all over the place. And That'll wreck your stomach. Yeah. They didn't and eat. your performance. Yeah. I mean, the Raiders, <laughs> just like, and I'm sure other football teams, but in their locker or in their cafeteria is, like, a big letters that say what you eat today determines your performance for tomorrow. 100%. And I was like, wow, okay. I mean, yeah, I was getting, I was still getting paid, but that wasn't my goal. I'm like... I want you guys to like my food. I want that relationship. 100%. Like, yeah. I, I don't care about the money. I want you guys to eat my food, you know, because yeah. that's long term. If, if somebody, if one of you guys likes it and you really like the food, you reach out to me personally and something grows from there, you know, you know, exactly. Know. So that's what I wanted. But so they, the, the staff was like furious. They had these guys sit down and they're like, Chef Aaron's making these awesome meals for you guys. And you guys are just like taking it for granted. You didn't eat any of your meals, blah, blah, blah. And they were like, okay, whoever really wants meals, let us know. So like they narrowed it down to people that were actually going to eat the meals, Mm -hmm. which was cool. Um, So yeah, that was a whole (laughs) interesting ordeal. A whole ordeal. Ordeal, yeah. Yeah, I can't even imagine. And you're right. It's not not always just about the money. I mean, the money's great, right? (laughs) No one can sit here and be like... No one gets excited about money. We all get excited about money, but money doesn't sustain everything. And it certainly doesn't keep you in the game when at the, at the end of it, what you're looking to do is connect with people, which it sounds like that's what your main goal is, is making sure that you and them can relate, Mm -hmm. have some kind of relationship beyond just something as trivial as money. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So yeah, that was a big ordeal. And then I briefly was telling you too, I cooked for Antonio Brown. 
Yeah, I know. When I heard you mention yeah. that when we were in the hallway, I was like, interesting. <laughs> what was yeah. that interaction like? So when he like first came on the Raiders, you know, he's making all these demands. And Ricky, the director, called me right away. He's like, hey, we got Antonio on the team. He's looking for a personal chef. I'll link you up with him. And I got in touch with Antonio's old director of nutrition when he was in Pittsburgh um, on the Steelers because I really didn't know who he was that much, to be honest, <laughs> because Pittsburgh Steelers is my rival team because I'm from Maryland. So okay. Ravens and Steelers. Mm-hmm. It's like, I don't care who on, who's on <laughs> Pittsburgh Steelers. Like, I don't who's, who's that? Yeah. So he came on. Then I was like, okay, this, he's a good receiver. He's like one of the best, if not the best, you know, receiver in the league. So I was excited. I was like, wow, you know, I'm get, I might get to cook for him, maybe lock something in. Yeah. The dietitian gave me his number and I was like, wow, I have freaking Antonio, Antonio Brown's, Brown's number. Antonio Brown's number in my phone. Yeah. So I like texted him. I was like, hey, Antonio, you know, I'm Chef Aaron. Trying to be um, hella chill about it. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> I'd love to cook for you sometime. And I'm like, just geeking out, like texting it or whatever and hit send. Took two weeks for him to reply back or whatever and so he's like hey what's up you know let's schedule something and then finally we scheduled for me to go and cook for him he lived in alamo at the time and got to his house had to wait for him a little bit because he, he showed up late then we went in actually we had to like me and a physical trainer had to wait outside for a minute because he's like oh wait wait, wait. let me go inside clean up a little bit and we're like oh, okay why why do we have to wait so then um we walk in and like it reeks <laughs> and we're like oh hmm, okay that's why that's why there's like you can clean yeah, but the smell's still lingering yeah, the smell's still lingering you can clean all you want i was like <laughs> what so, you making what you, what you making? making over there it's like all right well i'm not gonna ask any questions but i'm just here to do my thing and um He's like, chef, I need you to infuse this, please. Yeah, right? So <laughs> so he um, was getting physical training for like, it seemed like three hours. It was forever. And so I was like in there trying to cook slowly. And I was like, you know, I, I want to keep this stuff fresh before he actually sits down and eats. I'm not going to just put it out and it just sits there. It gets cold. Yeah. So I'm Lettuce just starts to will. Yeah. It looks so sad. I'm just like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want the things to be all cold. The steak is cold. The fried chicken's all soggy and stuff like that. So I was just waiting. I was like, all right, well, I'm not going to tell this guy that, hey, like, you need to hurry up because this is Antonio Brown, even though I'm like, the next day I had to get up early to finish all the meals for the 16 players I was cooking for. And so finally he comes over and he, he grabs like this big bowl of shrimp and grits. And that was one of the meals that I learned like he likes. And it was really a share plate because he was supposed to share it with like his his assistant and whoever. He just grabs the whole bowl. He's like, he's like, this mine. I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's yours. That's yours. You can, you can have whatever you want. Go to that's town. all. That's all yours. That's all yours, bro. And he just eats the whole thing. He's like, oh, this is fire. This is fire. And so he liked everything. And I thought I was. I thought I made it in. Like he was saying. Oh, we're gonna get an apron that says "booming" on it because business is booming, and that's his slogan. You know, this is all before I kind of learned his—I wouldn't say his personality. Yeah, I don't know, his personality or who, he, like how he how he operates. How he operates. Yeah. So yeah, he's like, when I come to Napa for the training camp, I'm gonna get a crib. You're gonna cook, and I told him I was like, hey, you know, I, I have you know 16 other players on your team that I'm focused on cooking for too. So I want to make sure that we can you know lock lock in and just work around that. And the first thing he was like. He like shooed them away. He's like, ah, he's like, forget about the team. I was like, no, You're like that's your team, I'm bro. I'm not gonna forget about the team because I'm not gonna put all my eggs in your basket. In case in point, like if you don't make it, stay on the team, you didn't make it for the first game. Mm-hmm. So, and I, you know, I talked to Ricky, the director, about it, and he's like, yeah, yeah, you know, we we dealing with Antonio here too, not showing up or whatever. Um, Marching to the beat of his own drum. Yeah, exactly. So that was a whole interesting thing, and. I tell other people and they're like, did he, did he pay you? Because he's at, at 
issues with paying other chefs or people. And I was like, yeah, he, he paid me. But I just kind of got burnt out because when I was working with him, they would just call me randomly, say, hey, chef, can you come cook tonight? And I'm like, no, I it can't. wasn't planned. No, it wasn't yeah. planned. Randomly on a Saturday after not hearing from them all week. Right. I like one rare, rare, rare Saturday. I didn't have a gig. I was off. So I took the day off and was chilling. And it was like at five o'clock in the afternoon. And his assistant texts me. And he's like, or calls me. He's like, hey, chef, can you come cook tonight? And I'm like, no, you're in you're in Alamo. That's an hour away. I have n- no idea what to cook yet. I want to plan it out. I have to go to the store. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, I'm not going to get there until eight, eight maybe. Like, By the time you're eating, yeah, it's so like 9, 30, 10. Yeah, yeah. yeah. no. And that's not going to happen. I was like, nope. <laughs> you're like, so that what I can get yelled at because someone's like, why wasn't my food here at exactly. seven? <laughs> race not racing. I'm not doing that. No. And again, like they on a Monday when I do heavy meal prep, um, this was like three o'clock when I have like all my meals out on the table. And I had an assistant at the time, uh, actually a fellow CIA chef helping me out with the meal prep, portioning everything. His assistant's calling me. He's like, hey, chef, can you come? Antonio's coming in late tonight. Can you come cook? And like I, I didn't want to say no, but I was because I didn't want to ruin that relationship. Mm-hmm. But I also wanted them to learn, like, hey, you know, I respect my I time. Got, yeah, respect my time. I got stuff I'm doing. I'm not just sitting on my ass and just waiting for you to text for me. You. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I'm doing stuff. So I actually, I told him I was like, all right, I'm gonna finish up my meal prep. I was already frantic because it just threw me, threw me off. Mm-hmm. Me and my chef finish up the meal prep, and I actually did go and I, I didn't I didn't know what he wanted if he wanted me to drop off food or actually go and cook he just wanted me to drop off meals so I was like all right I can probably do that went back to the store got some like beef tenderloin and whatever cooked it some just four nice meals for him his his girlfriend at the time whatever his baby mama <laughs> and then his, his assistant yeah so I ended up dropping it off at like 10 10 30 I was waiting to see if they were gonna arrive but then his assistant said oh we just landed just leave it at the front door and I already planned like I put ice in the bag and everything so it was all good and I, I was just kind of like frustrated with them I like dropped it at the door and then just left I was like forget you guys <laughs> going back home yeah yeah so it was interesting but I I did it because I wanted him to see that, hey, like, I'm serious. You know, I'm, I am I want to cook for you, but, you know, you got to respect my time. Exactly. Um, and did he? No. No. Yeah. I mean, You're like, I, that I, business proposition well, didn't last too long. Well, I kind of just, I kind of just backed, backed off. And this was before all, all this other stuff came out with whatever controversy he was going through. Mm-hmm. I just kind of backed away and I just had a feeling like this wasn't going to work. Mm-hmm. And some of my friends are like, yeah, you dodged a bullet because all this stuff came out. One chef that he cooked, I cooked for him during the Pro Bowl, I heard was like a three-day event and Antonio and his friends like kicked him out because they saw like some fish head or something in the freezer. Like maybe the chef was going to make a sauce, a, a, a stock or something, but they freaked out and they're like, get out, get out. And they like what? didn't let him get his knives and everything. This is like what? a celebrity, like NFL chef. I don't, I forget his name, but he cooks for like he cooked for Larry Fitzgerald and like you know big guys in the in the league. Wild. Kicked him out and then didn't pay him. It was on the news and the chef sued him. It was like he racked up like thirty thirty thousand dollars in that weekend. Oh my gosh. For him to cook and then didn't pay him. So yeah, I would that be was the whole livid. Thing. Yeah, there was a video I think of the chef and his family, him talking about it or like you know suing Antonio or his team or whatever. Yeah. Wow. It was crazy. So I was like. Ooh, I'm back. I'm backing out. <laughs> I'm backing out. 
You're like, yeah. I had my challenges, but I ain't trying to necessarily live in the challenge space. Yeah, yeah. So that's yeah, crazy. That was pretty much the Raiders thing. And then when they were here for their training camp, you know, I was making little peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, energy balls for them. Because these guys just eat, eat, eat. They, mm-hmm. I was actually doing like 50 PB&Js every two days for these guys. <laughs> wow. Why did I do it? I don't know. Because I wanted that relationship. And I wanted 100%. them to show me like see that hey i'm serious like 100 percent. it's do, a, you got to put in the work sometimes do, to yeah. let people know like i'm yeah. serious I, I know it's like i didn't go to culinary school to make pb and j's but <laughs> I, i'll do it for you guys but you i'll know? do it for you guys because yeah. you're the mother effing yeah. Oakland raiders yeah yeah so but it was cool i mean i still made some good connections um recently actually valentine's day this past valentine's the old security guy of the raiders he reached out and he's like, hey, chef, I want you to cook for me and my, my three of us couples on Valentine's Day. Um, That's dope. And yeah, so I got to see him again. And it was awesome. We talked about, you know, the time with the Raiders and all that. And so at least I made that good connection at the time. Yeah. Because he's like, yeah, I remember you always came in and dropped off the meals. And we always talked at the, at the front. Um, and yeah, it was pretty cool. That so. is literally so cool i can't even imagine how many like dope connections you've been able to make throughout your time doing all this and that's probably what's like the (laughs) most fun about what you do aside from the fact that you get to share your craft with Mm -hmm. the world right you get to put yourself on display through your food different influences which off air we talked about you draw on caribbean influences you draw on a a lot of like maryland influences where you're originally from um so you you really get to craft it yeah i always say um just my heritage and upbringing you know i'm from maryland so the maryland style mom's side from the south so a little bit of southern and then my dad's from the Caribbean, so a little Caribbean flair in there too. <laughs> Un poquito de todo. Yeah, there you go. I, I'm not, don't ask me to repeat that. But <laughs> it means a little bit of everything. There you go. Cool. A little bit of everything. Yeah. 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 Now I'm just like, ooh, I'm yeah. just like, all right. Now I'm figuring out what it's event always, can I throw yeah. just so I can hire you. <laughs> yeah. But it's always like thinking about what I've what I've done. I'm like thinking like, you know, what else? I know I've done you know a lot of things and I've done more. I'm just trying to think back like. Okay, what else? What's the, what else did I do? Because it's I realize it's a lot. That's a lot. Yeah, yeah it's a lot. Years. What I guess like excites you about things opening up? I mean, mm-hmm. I can't even imagine how challenging COVID must have been, especially given that mm-hmm. you know I run events for Duckhorn Portfolio. So for myself, yep. I'm like I know how many private chefs we work with, sure. and our events were completely wiped out. We yep. had to pivot into a virtual space, wow. and on the opposite of that, then that also means every culinary partner we've ever worked with means they're not getting hired. So the challenge is there, insurmountable almost feeling like that. But as the world starts to open up and things start to... We see the light at the end yeah. of the tunnel. Like, what what gets you the most excited about what's next for you and, and what is next for you? Yeah, well, honestly, um, I've been super thankful, super blessed, like, all through 2020, like, COVID. I mean, I, I've been busier that year than I have ever was, I feel like. Because, really? Yeah, I mean, well, with uh, Dunham Winery, you know, I'm the estate chef over there right now. And like I was saying, I, you know, the first quarantine when that happened, I came back in end of May. And I really didn't know what I was going to do. Um, even before, actually, some uh, Chef Anita, she's the chef, well, used to be Protea, the Puerto Rican yeah, restaurant. Yeah, over in um, Yonville. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it sucks that she she closed it down. She had connected with someone that worked at Flowers Winery, which is up in Healdsburg. Love Flowers yeah. Winery. And Such so, good wine. Yeah, super good. Um 
The so, rosé, so bomb. <laughs> Actually, I don't think I've had the rosé, but Tyler Florence was doing a fried chicken pop-up over there, and they had a position where like someone would come in and work with him for the three months of the pop-up, and then they were looking for that person to transition to being the executive chef. And you know, I'm not I'm not shying away from all any of that, but I want to make sure it's the right fit for me because right. like everything I built on my own, like I don't want to give that up because I was really thinking hard. I'm like, okay, they want me full time, and the the commute back and forth, mm-hmm. two hours there, two hours mm-hmm. back. I was like, eh, I don't know. And that's also kind of the beauty of being your own boss yeah. is you get to make those decisions. Right. Yeah. Because I was like. You know, I don't want to be capped at like some amount of whether it's money or just ability to do stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I just yeah. timing, yeah. everything. Yeah. I, it's yeah. precious. So it kind of freaked me out. I was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to get stuck <laughs> in that yet. Um, so I, I, I told him, I was like, hey, you know, I, I would, I'd be happy to work with Tyler Florence because I met him a while ago randomly on Jet Suite X, like in, in Las Vegas when he was doing a, the food truck show he was doing on food network and he we just happened to be on the same flight and i sat sat right behind him that was kind of cool we connected so we already knew each other he remembered when i did the little interview before with him and Mm -hmm. the people at flowers he's like yeah you know we we met how are you doing and everything Mm -hmm. so that was pretty cool so i told him i was like hey i'm I'm excited i'll do the fried chicken thing be happy to work with tyler florence but i don't think i can go into that role of the executive chef there and so they were interested in that. And then, yeah, they kind of shot me the hourly thing. And I was like, eh, I don't think it's worth it for me because the commute and, you know. Pay me what I'm worth, yeah, yo. Yeah. I was like, nah, it's not worth it. You know. <laughs> Pay me <laughs> what I'm worth and yeah. put some tax on that. Exactly. So, <laughs> yeah, so it didn't work out. But right away, because um, I had reached out to Dunham way before COVID uh, through someone and I remember seeing posts on this Facebook group and seven minutes in, they had posted, hey, looking for a chef to do our bites and pairings. And I was like, like I've been trying to get with you guys forever. And so I called them like right away before that Facebook post even hit like 10 minutes to call them, called uh, Trinity who works there. And I was like, hey, I'm Chef Aaron. Um, Here's my Instagram. Here's everything like my website. Just look at everything. And I love to do your pairings and stuff like that. They looked at it. And within like a day, they're like, hey, can we get you in to meet and and do a tasting? And then boom, I did a a little spread for all of them. Uh, They gave me about a week to like come up with some Mm -hmm. bites. And then the general manager there was there. And then some of the hospitality team. And they, we all sat in the conference room and they were trying it. I was explaining everything. And, and then the general manager, he was like, oh, yeah, it's, how early can you start? And I was like, uh, Manana. I, I, was like, <laughs> I, I want to start tomorrow, but let's say like next week. Because <laughs> I got to get stuff figured no, out. No, absolutely. Um, so then, yeah, I mean, I hit the ground running. Like I immediately went into doing all their pairings, both experiences. And it was a little tough because they're still kind of doing it COVID friendly now because mm-hmm. everything had to be packaged individually. Mm. Um, so each person got their set of tasting bites. Right. And at the time, I was using all composable containers and things like that. So that was a little tough. That first time I was I was delivering an order, I was up until 4 o'clock in the morning in, at the kitchen because I wasn't sure if they wanted everything for the whole weekend all at once. I wasn't, I wasn't sure because I, so I just wanted to be 100% right. know that I had everything ready. I was like, I'm just going to give it all to them. So, you know, they have it. They're solid, yeah. Yeah, but it took me forever because all these little two-ounce composable uh, cups, I was just putting caps on. Like, it took me two hours or so just to put little clear caps, caps on. Caps on, yeah. Yeah, but that little thing, I was like, 
I'm, I'm doing this because this is like a big account, you know. Hustle and determination. Yeah. So we go back to. So those little things. And um, then I realized, all right, I was like, I don't have to do this. I don't have to give them all everything in one day. I can break it up. So that's what I've been doing since literally since June of 2020. Been crazy busy. I mean. Non-stop yeah, show yeah. since then. Yeah. Before the you know the last major shutdown because everything shut down because, you know, the ICU and everything mm-hmm. went down. Mm-hmm. We were shut down for a couple of months, but it was actually a nice break because we were busy up until November, December, and then we picked back up February, I think. Yeah. Or like late, late January. Mm-hmm. And yeah, so that's, that's kind of was the, the thing that helped me go through, get through COVID. <laughs> that is so crazy. Yeah. A beautiful blessing, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. one speaks to accountability, being able to shoot your shot, yeah. knowing that if you've got a dream, like... Yeah. hustle and chase after it yeah. the fact that you were up until 4 a.m is bananas to me yeah. i'm just like just oh my it. gosh like how do you exactly that wasn't the first time you're I mean, like gotta other, do it yeah no for other things i remember i had a wedding in san rafael one time and i booked got a last minute dinner the night before because i was just hustling i was like all right i can fit you in nine people at, i was over at black stallion winery hmm. and did a dinner for the people there and i literally knew i had to i had to go back to the kitchen i had to make like it was a group of 40 for the wedding, so it wasn't big, but it was in San Rafael, so I had to like commute, commute everything and bring all the stuff. I was doing paella, I was doing chocolate pot de creme for dessert. <laughs> so that was what I had to go and finish making at the kitchen. I was like, regardless of what time I finish at, the, at this dinner, like if I don't get that chocolate made tonight, like I don't have any time in the morning. Yep. So I was at the kitchen. It wasn't until four o'clock, but it was like 11, 12. I was tired from a whole dinner service that I just 100%. did. 100%. I was like, just knocked it out. I have to like, there's no no other chance. That's insane to me. Like, and, and I get it right. Like I, I, I relate to you because I've got that similar hustle and drive and it's just kind of like, okay, what's our other option? Like you don't have one, just just do the damn thing. Gotta do it. Yeah. What do you do though to like center back to yourself and like relax and just kind of get in the present moment through all of that hustle and bustle. And it's, Mm. I, I'm almost kind of laughing asking you that question because I think prioritizing Mm self-care and being able to be present is so important but i'm horrible at taking my own advice yeah i'm terrible but it's like but it's needed right because you otherwise we're gonna run ourselves into the ground yeah terrible yeah i'm i it's been rough recently i just you know life hits and things like that so i'm trying to like get on back on track but i feel like i mean at that time you know i was working out a lot like just i felt like the gym whenever i could go in Mm. That just kind of recentered me, and yeah. obviously sleep sleep helps a little bit. <laughs> Only uh, a little bit, I guess. Yeah, just a little sleep, you know. Or you sleep when you're dead, you know. That's what people say. <laughs> I do say that sometimes because people are like, "How do you do it? Like you just..." Like, I'll sleep when I'm dead. Yeah, I, I just have to do it sometimes, you know. It was just always been a million close calls with not getting enough done, or I'm just mm. hustling extra hustling at it at a dinner make sure it gets done um i mean yeah i can't can't remember a time where yeah i've never gotten anything not like, done not done yeah i just i just it's have, just that hustling in my head. I'm yeah. like, I non-negotiables have, have to get this done non-negotiables yeah. so it's been tough sometimes but it's worth it because you know i'm creating that no one else is you know putting that on me i'm putting mm-hmm. that on myself because mm-hmm. that's what i want i want that mm-hmm. you know that 
stress. <laughs> I, I want my own stress. I don't want anyone else to give me their stress. True. At least yeah. you get to pick and choose your stress. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's but, always, that's always nice. Yeah. How do others support you throughout this process in whether that's sustaining your business or getting connected with you for future business opportunities? I think yeah. one of the the biggest things that I love about being able to share all of these wonderful narratives yeah. is finding a, a vessel for people to then have a, a call to action. Sure. And I mean, to know that we can directly then invest back into people who are doing phenomenal things. How do we stay connected with you and assist you? Yeah. I mean, like I said, my website, chef, Aaron, chef, Aaron, Yeah. Um, and then I don't know. I never really, I never really asked for anyone's help or anyone to like do stuff for me. Cause I just, I just do my own thing, but it's also, it is always nice when, you know, people word of mouth. I've gotten that a lot because people really enjoy what I do. Mm -hmm. And even some Facebook group messages where people are looking for a chef, I'll see my name like four or five times. That's like, chef so Aaron, dope. Chef. I'm like, wow, okay. People, and some people I don't even know. Do I, do I cook for you? I don't know. I don't remember, <laughs> but thank you. <laughs> yeah, I mean. Do just, you have minimums on anything or are you like fair game? Minimums like people or. Yeah, like. Um, or, I mean, I have. I, I pricing find, minimums probably right yeah i mean i try to stick to a minimum um sometimes it always kind of just depends when i get the feel of the customer it depends mm -hmm. on okay what their vibe is because i've had people that they don't blink at a price that i give them per person and i have some people that nickel and dime it's just right. like you know you working know, with just, each person yeah, yeah. With each, each person so i mean the minimum of people i mean i've done dinners for two okay um yeah, I've done you know dinner four four people six. I think like the sweet spot is like eight to twelve is really is really good. Um, so yeah, I mean I, I don't I don't try not to I don't say no if I really if I don't want to do it, which is rare. Then I just you know will kindly kindly say, decline. So if he declines, now you know he's not interested. Yeah, <laughs> no, but that's kidding. super rare. That's super rare. That's that's not really it doesn't really happen. Um, but yeah, I mean this past like month i've gotten so many requests i was gonna say as um, places start to open up i'm like yeah. birthday parties bachelorette parties yeah, i mean sure. i remember before the covid period you know it was like every weekend there was a bride walking downtown yeah. so you know people are coming out to napa to celebrate yeah. and they're celebrating hard for sure um so business i can only mm -hmm. imagine is about to be booming for yeah. you so i've yeah like the last two days, because I've I have um, you know my website, I get you know notifications of mm -hmm. new requests, and like I said, my dad he has he, he's he's like linked into the the emails and stuff because he's kind of like he over he like he can see everything coming through, mm -hmm. so it, he'll see it and he'll be like, hey Aaron, I saw this awesome gig um, for a hundred people. You, you, like you need to respond to that one. <laughs> I'm like, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> All right, I'm going to get to it. Is that um, annoying ever? Yeah, a little bit because I'm like, dang. You're you like, know, I see that. I see I'm it. getting to it. Yeah, I'm getting to it. You don't understand. Like, I'm the last thing I want to do is, you know, I'm cooking and everything and the whole admin part of emails and stuff like that. It's like, 100%. I don't want to do that. But, 100%. Um, You're I've like, passed, I need a personal assistant. Yeah, and I've had I've had a friend who's helped me out off and on. Um, but then I get the in, the in my head, I'm like, all right, I can do this. Let's, let's do it. But then I fall off again. Or whatever but the last two days um i just went back and looked at all my requests ones that i may not have responded to yet or ones that i have or i need to follow up with 
Like I can think of one. <laughs> yeah, you got one. You got one. Sweet. What day? What day? May May twelfth. No. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> um, yeah. So like I just wrote it all down. You know, I've got like May's so many dates in May. Um, I've got dates up until uh, December. Like, wow. Yeah. The, like I would say October. Well, September through December is maybe two, two or three on those days. November's there's nothing, but December I've got like one request. I got two. Well, my friend that I've known for a while, um, she's got a she's getting married in January of next year. And then I had another request a couple weeks ago. I think for July or September of next year, 2022. And I'm like, that's so far away. I can't remember that. But also so cool that yeah. you're already getting interest for that. Yeah. So and I think super, that speaks to people who are deep. invested in you. Yeah. So it's super cool. Um, like I said, they don't always turn over, but it's good to get the requests in. 100%. Like May 15th, I just looked at my thing and I have like four requests for the same for May 15th. I, is that Mother's Day weekend or something? Uh, might I know, be. I know it's my mom's birthday is on the 13th. <laughs> <laughs> I know that for sure. Um, I know Mother's Day in Latino America is on the yeah. 10th. So I'm like, I'm like, it's somewhere around there. Yeah. So I was like, man, if I, sometimes when I have that multi, that many gigs, or even if there's like two in the same day, I'll try to reach out to another chef um, and like hand it off to them. Cause I know a few, I'm trying to like, you know, get, have a base of chefs that I can go to or eventually maybe just if I grow and get the concept right, you know, bringing on a chef and saying, yeah. or like an on-call chef, say, hey, like, y- you want to take this gig? Even if I could take it, let, let make it make the guests kind of compete for for Chef Aaron. It's uh. like, hey, like here's 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 Chef Aaron's chefs, and then you know, if you want Chef Aaron, it's like double the price. <laughs> no, <laughs> I see it. Hey, yeah. <laughs> we dream as big as we can yeah. imagine. Yeah. So, yeah, but yeah, we'll see. Um, but yeah, super thankful to get just to have that type of, um, you know, following, following. Yeah. hundred percent. hundred percent. So yeah. chef Aaron Lejoy. 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 <laughs> L-E-R-O-I. <laughs> dot com. Yes. Is it the same for your Instagram handle? Yeah. Everything's the same. Yeah. Chef Aaron Lejoy. That's all that's you have it. to remember. Yep. <laughs> Yeah, now you're just now you're just emphasizing it. Lejoy, no. Lejoy, the king. That's all you have to remember is the king of the culinary. Okay, and then we saw it. <laughs> we're good. That's all you need to know. Oh yeah. my gosh, this has been um, so cool. Just like yeah, you have such an interesting background. So many stories. I'm sure we could sit here for like seven, sure. twelve hours and literally like <laughs> dive into all of your stories so yeah, i'm probably gonna bring you back real cool. talk hey. no because when we we're talking like it makes me think of like oh wow i haven't even talked about that in a while or just something pops in my head from back in the day so there's a lot back there no yeah i would so, love that maybe we'll do a part two, part two we'll do cool. a part one and part two sounds good i'm down for that are you down for that i'm down for you're it. the one who has a crazy busy schedule cool. i'll be here tomorrow <laughs> <laughs> all right well awesome well you heard it right there chef aaron (laughs) lejoy um l-e-r-o-i make sure you're following on instagram make sure you're following are you on facebook yeah same same thing on facebook i'm sorry i keep i keep mispronouncing but correct me that's what we're (laughs) supposed to do chef aaron lejoy there you go it's spelled L-E-R-O-I <laughs> dot com. And you can look for that Instagram handle as well. All social media channels. Mm-hmm. Anything that you're looking to hire him for. Also, too, 
How many of y'all have been like, new year, new me, I'm going to eat cleaner, yeah. eat better, blah, 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 blah. We've heard the laundry list of things <laughs> that we want to get done, and then we don't actually do them. Yeah. So just a, a really good partner and individual and person to invest in and to reach out to, right? It's that at the end of the day, like that's, that's all it takes is just reaching out, shooting your shot. It's what's gotten him into so many positions, and it can get you into a certain spot to working with someone who just has, I mean, check out his page. I'm telling you, <laughs> I don't need to convince you. His page will convince you. So go ahead, check that out, and then you'll you'll go ahead and see um just everything that he's bringing to the table and and what makes him just such an incredible and unique individual um and i'm for real we're doing a part two of this because i feel like it. like there are like ten thousand other stories we got to dive yeah. into yeah i'm just thinking of <laughs> I'll, I'll save them for later yeah. <laughs> I got a all few. right yeah perfect sounds cool. good thank you so much i thank appreciate you, you. cheers salud <laughs> Big sip.